Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to the CEO Show. We're here today with Beto Caselius. How are you? I'm great, Robert. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. And a pleasure to have you. And, and Beto is the CEO of Synchrony Health and Wellness. Now, Synchrony, a lot of people know the organization, and this is uh, CEOs I speak with everywhere are interested in knowing what's going on in health and wellness. So, you know, it's obviously a Fortune 500 company. Uh, talk, talk about talk about what your business is. Sure, Robert. Thank you again. I think uh, listen, we've been around for for over eighty years at Synchrony, and in healthcare, we've been over thirty five years in the space. And we just think we have a, a really combination of healthcare and financial expertise that give us kind of a unique perspective of what's out there in the consumer, have a unique person understanding some of the issues that are occurring in healthcare and how the folks and consumers alike kind of face the magnitude of sometimes how they want to pay for the taking care that they need when, when they need it. And so healthcare services is something that is important uh, across the board. We think it's important for giving accessibility to consumers around and being able to give them choice in terms of being able to pay for the care that they need when they need it. So that's our mission. That's what we've been around for. Uh, we're in a network of over 266,000 providers that use us to be able to offer that consumer a way for them to say yes to the procedure that they currently are being diagnosed to do or something that they need to do to get the care that they need. And so from that standpoint, it's, it's important to have this availability out there because we know in the industry out there, as high deductible healthcare plans come into play, there is a larger portion that the consumer is actually responsible for paying for care. And so that's where we come in. We give the providers an opportunity for them to give this to consumers, give consumers and patients the option to be able to pay over time and say yes. What we have heard from our customers is if they did not know about care credit and they did not know about what we actually do, they either would have delayed or not gone through the procedure our own. And over close to half of our customers have told us if you did not exist where I was doing my procedure in that particular doctor's office, I would have delayed it or not done it at all. And what's really interesting, as you mentioned, is there is the shift with payments going to consumers increasingly more. Now, there's another shift, which is on preventative. I just ran a, a roundtable of four of the top CEOs in American healthcare, and we're saying how everything needs to go to preventive, but it's not aligned yet. Like, let's say someone needs to get a colonoscopy. That's preventative. But many insurance companies will say no, but the person wants to take it. So that's sort of some of your golden space. That's where you come in to help both sides, right? It's exactly right. I mean, it's a way for us to facilitate getting to a yes. I mean, patients know from their doctors, they're going to trust the diagnosis. They're going to trust the recommendation of getting some procedure. And then there is a conversation now around payments. You know, Robert, it used to be when I was growing up with my mom, basically insurance kind of took care of most of the payment when I went to the doctor growing up. That had completely shifted from what we see today in terms of what we're able to uh, provide the consumer at the same time what the consumers are facing in terms of having a larger responsibility for paying for that bill. 
the high deductible plans is one reason. The first three or four thousand dollars that someone has to pay to go to the doctor at early on in the year is what we call the reset every January first. Every January first, if you're in a private healthcare healthcare insurance, you know that the first three or four thousand dollars for that family is going to be paying out of pocket, and that out of pocket has increased over the years than what it used to be perhaps five years ago and 10 years ago. So let's talk about your vision for the future of healthcare. You are in a unique position. You're at the intersection of healthcare and finance, and you are the one who is helping the consumers be involved and be able to be more elective than they otherwise could be. What do you believe are ways that the industry will change? And more, more importantly, like what's your real vision for where we go as a nation in terms of healthcare, um, in terms of finance? You know, it, Robert, it's a, it's a very complex ecosystem that exists in healthcare, as you know. There, first of all, there are the doctors and the physicians which are providing care for, for the patients. Uh, there are the hospitals and large organizations that provide facilities and different ways of delivering that care. There is pharmaceuticals and different manufacturers that dictate in terms of certain things on how things are going to be done. There are insurance companies that have worked over the years in terms of providing a, an element of insurance for the consumer, but at the same time, providing a certain way that uh, providers need to uh, abide to in terms of how much they can charge for a particular procedure. So the industry is very different than the industries that we see in retail or any other industry around, and it's 20% of the GDP. And so from that standpoint, I think creating an ecosystem that we're all talking together, I think our view is we want to be part of the solution. We think we're part of the solution today in terms of providing consumers a flexibility of payment and choice and being able to kind of take on something that they feel is important for taking care of their family and providing options for that provider for them to be able to say, I run a small business. I don't think I can do lending on my own. I need some help in being able to provide my consumers more options for them to pay. Not everyone can pay by check. Not everyone can pay by using a regular credit card. Sometimes they need to go in terms and being able to pay over time, 12 to 18 months. And so those are things that I think we're bringing into the industry in terms of using some of the things that we have learned in retail, some of the things that we have learned in other parts of our business, we know that there is a certain piece that makes sense in healthcare to be able to see that and giving that consumer more options. We're very much in line in terms of what many companies out there and, and many of the CEOs listening to this, you have HSAs, you have FSAs, you know, giving more options to consumers out there to complement how they want to get the care that they need when they need it and they be able to pay for it is one that I think is part of the overall solution in terms of providing that to uh, many patients that want to do this. I'd like to hear like a, a story. You mentioned you've uh, 266,000 providers, but do you actually sell to businesses where if businesses want to do something, you'll create special payment for them? Yeah, what we actually do is we actually are a, a consumer finance. Most of the majority, if not all the lending that we do is directly to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So we bring expertise in terms of being able to help the provider. And you have 12 million, 12 million consumers. So that's a lot. Yeah, we, yeah, we have over 12 million consumers. And so many of your employees out there may have encountered us as part of the Care Credit Network. 
in terms of being able to complement uh, the payment of the insurance that occurs at that provider. So for example, in the dental, for example, you may begin to learn about us when you go to the dental office and perhaps you need an implant or your son or daughter may need orthodontia. And that's something that takes thousands of dollars where the insurance company may have a cap of only picking up the first $2,000 or $2,500 of procedure. There's another $2,500 to $3,000 to complete the orthodontia for your son or daughter. That's where we come in and being able to help the provider lend the money directly to the consumer. The consumer pay us and we take care of the provider by getting that money to them for their cash flow and being able to kind of take care of some of the things that they have to do to run their small business and their small practice and being able to do that. So the, the secret sauce of Synchrony is it's the whole DNA. I, I, absolutely. I think we are very purposeful. I remember Margaret speaking early on. What were one of the things that she wanted to cement early on on the IPO? And I remember her interview at CNBC. It was around culture. She purposefully went after, I got to create a strong leadership culture, a, a culture that is going to permeate across the whole organization, that a new employee is going to feel it the first day that they're going to join. And they're going to say, you know, I joined Synchrony. They told me about the culture. And guess what? It's true. What you told me on the interview, Beto, is exactly what's occurring in the business. There is no escaping of it. And that's part of what we currently do. And the thing about it is we continue to iterate on that. It, for those of you out there, it's not a static document that is on the wall. We continually think about it every year. How do we make this real? How do we check with our employees in terms of being able to do this and really live the culture alive rather than some saying on the wall? A anyone listening in who wants to get in, in touch with you, what is your website? Carecredit.com. So you can see us at synchrony.com or at carecredit.com. Care credit's a good way to go. This is Robert Reese on the CEO Show. We're taking a break now. When we come back, we are going to find out from Betos about what were some transformative moments that he had in growing up and what led him to become CEO. Back in a few. Hello, America. This is Robert Reese back on the CEO Show. And, and, and Beto, is, as promised, we're going to ask, we spoke a lot about healthcare and the great work you're doing, but tell me about a transformative moment that you had that helped lead you to become CEO. You know, I have uh, a couple, Robert, and let me start one that was a long time ago. Um, you know, I was 12 years old and uh, in Puerto Rico, I, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, like I said, we were hosting in 1979, we were hosting the Pan American Games, uh, which is sort of the Olympic Games for North, Central, and South America that occurs one year before the Olympics. And I was uh, chosen uh, to be in the uh, race committee or the yachting or for the yachting events, for the sailing events. I was a young 12 or maybe 13 year old at the time, actually, actually 12 and a half years old. And basically, it opened up my eyes um, to not only people from different countries. Uh, being able to see the competition from over 400 athletes that came to the sailing events in the south part of the island. But more importantly, I spent two years with my dad. My dad was a volunteer. He was uh, basically the director of producing the games. And I saw him how he dealt with people. I saw him how he cared about the athletes. I saw him, the preparation that he did for over two years 
we will drive down from San Juan to Ponce together and, and we will talk about the games. And what happened was six months before the game, he will be busy doing stuff and there will be people coming into our trailers that we had temporarily in the, in the facility. And they will ask, start asking me questions about, well, who's going to take care of the food and who's the supplier for this? And what about this? And where is the schedule going to be? I began to be an expert in terms of the overall coordination <laughs> of the yachting events by default because I was immersed day in and day out with my father. And then I was elected to be part of the race committee, which was an honor to be part of the uh, 15 or so individuals. I was certainly the youngest ever officer uh, in terms of the race committee. So I was in the mark set boat, which basically set all the buoys out for the course in sailing. And it was a, just a, a terrific experience in terms of me opening my eyes around, wow, there is a world out there. There are a lot of countries in North America, you know, Canada, United States, Mexico, Central America, and then South America. People from different countries exposed me to different ways of thinking, different technology. I remember many of the athletes coming in had different technology than our athletes in Puerto Rico. So it just led me to think a lot more broader and bigger and saying, you know, I love Puerto Rico. I love the island. Um, but I think I want to do something big and, and I want to be able to affect people. I want to be able to care for people just like my dad did. And I, you know, I'm very fond and also appreciative because it led me to write a paper for going to college. That experience alone led me to write my paper to go to college why I saw international relations was important. And there was a bigger world around me than just the island of Puerto Rico. And I wrote the paper and I got accepted to Yale. And then obviously that brought forth being able to be at an institution like Yale. And I was very fortunate there. I got loans and my parents paid for some of it, but I also worked during college. So again, those are moments that continue to build my character and kind of my aspiration to really give back and be able to do something that I had not done before. And so I continued to look for leadership roles, whether I was in high school, whether I was in college, whether I was leaving college, and have led me today to, to uh, be CEO of Synchrony Health and Wellness. It's, it's a great story and, um, and so much to tell, even, even the fact of the loans, which is a little what you do, which enable people opportunities, but you've taken on giving back, like Synchrony is a ter terrific company, you know, always top 25 best companies to work for in America. As you know, I, I've interviewed all of, you know, Margaret Keene, you know, who's former CEO, and she always said the most important value they had is care, she told me, because that goes through everything. But so you are really giving back, and you are also the executive sponsor of Synchrony's Hispanic Network. So talk about what you're doing there, about the company, this great company, Synchrony, and how you are giving back. You know, uh, diversity and inclusion has been around me since I, for over 25 years. It's one that I have taken a personal responsibility to be part of it. Um, I, like I said, I grew up in Puerto Rico and then came to school in the States and then stayed in the States for most of my career. I had a couple of international assignments in South America. But most of the time I was working in the U.S. in a U.S. environment. Um, and so for me, it was around how can I help others that are in the journey that I have been in? I speak Spanish as my first language. English is my second language. So how can I overcome that when I'm in the boardroom? How can I overcome that when I'm doing a presentation in front of clients? 
I know I sound different, Robert. Uh, I there is no way I can escape that. And it's for me was a way for me to grow personally and professionally, and then being able to expand that to a group of Hispanics. So we started the network, um, you know, back 20, 25 years ago. And then when we move into Synchrony, we said, hey, when we are IPO, part of Margaret's vision was let's create our own culture. Let's make sure we take the best of GE and also make sure that we think about what's important for us. What are the values that we currently have in Synchrony that I think are going to do. So we did something different. Number one, when we're looking at in the past, we looked at each network separately. We said, no, we're going to call them diversity networks. We're all going to be together because now we're a little bit smaller company than what we used to be as an IPO. We're still a large financial services business in the in the in the United States, Fortune 200 company. But again, together is more powerful than if we're separated. So again, we do things together as as eight different diversity networks. Number two. We started doing the diversity networks with all employees, Robert, and that meant every single hourly employee, we support them to be part of the network. That was not the way it was done before. Margaret and the leadership team thought, hey, this is important and we're gonna give hours every year that non-exempt employees can participate in the networks as much as an exempt employee does. And the third thing that we did is we added the plus on diversity networks. You know, It's a small symbol of putting Hispanic network plus, Women's Network Plus, Black Experience Plus. And so that plus means everyone is included in the network. So we have actually amigos, is what we call them in the Hispanic network, where there are folks that identify themselves perhaps as white Americans, but they have some affiliation or some connectivity to Hispanics. And they want to be part of our network because they're interested in our culture. They're interested in what we're doing. They also want to develop themselves and being able to grow and retain themselves into the company. And actually, we have them in some cases leading some of our initiative inside the Hispanic network, even though it may be a white female, a traditional white female in terms of who they are. And so that's part of the differences that we have done at Synchrony in creating our own culture and making part of the DNA of what we do is diversity and inclusion. And it's not a separate thing that we do out there like an extracurricular activity. It's what we do, it's part of who we are and we do it every day. Uh, how inspiring that is. Well, Beto, what a pleasure it is having you on the CEO show. Well, thank you, Robert, for the opportunity and all the best to all the CEOs that are listening here today. And all the CEOs listening today, think about this. If you're a dad, if you're a mom, do something, involve your kids. You don't have to be involved in the yachts. You could be involved in anything, but your kids will learn from that. And who knows, that may become the college essay they write, and that may then get them into Yale. So there you have it. Involve your kids.